It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning. Welcome to our live feed update for August 22nd. I'm your host, Aaron Armstrong. And with me today, it's Liana. How are you doing, Liana? I'm good. There may not be a whole lot to talk about, but I still think that there are a few things that we can get into today that will either be dramatic or just set the stage for the coming weeks of Big Brother. Yes, Uh, we are here to update on everything that happened yesterday on the Big Brother 22 live feeds. It was day 17 in the house and things are starting to smooth out here in the Big Brother All-Stars game um, with Tyler at at the helm of the ship. Uh, The the seas are smooth, smooth sailing. Um, So and honestly, it feels like the the game talk has the last two weeks. It's been hectic. They barely have the backyard um, during Memphis's HOH reign as well. Um, he didn't let anybody into the HOH room like ever. Uh, and so that was like another room that just wasn't available for anybody. And so uh, I think that added to the chaos of that week where they had no places to talk. And the game talk was very sporadic and all over the place. Uh, Tyler, uh, he lets people into the HOH. He has game talks in the HOH room. The game talks aren't as necessary uh, because it's a very easy week. And so we're uh, it makes my job easier, Liana. Yeah, I would say it definitely makes your job easier because, you know, you're going from a charades conversation or charades game, you know, to more just nonsense talking about slop and food, which not maybe not as important when it comes to the grand scheme of strategy with Big Brother. But I think part of it also uh, is like with Memphis saying no one can come in my HOH room or, you know, not explicitly potentially, but Tyler, no one is coming up to talk to Tyler because mm-hmm. they're just used to that not being the status quo. And so even conversations could be happening with Tyler, but they're just not because people aren't used to it. And Tyler even comments on that. like No one's coming to talk to me. And he's like, I got to change the culture around yeah. here. Memphis, you screwed me. Yeah, exactly. Memphis is like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. It's cold. <laughs> I don't know why you wouldn't use that room. I mean, whatever. Uh... <laughs> okay, grandpa. All right. So a couple things to talk about uh, today, in in particular, um, something that made the rounds early in the day. Tyler has a conversation with Kaser finally. Um, And uh, Tyler is basically telling Kaser what he's been telling everybody else and telling the cameras for a while. 
that he really wanted to work with Kaser at the start of the game, um, that he felt like he was really tight with him and that he wanted to work with him uh, and that his his feelings kind of got a little hurt when uh, when he heard that Kaser was saying his name because he really liked him and he wanted to work with him. Um, and Kaser says, uh, well, I felt like I was being targeted. Um, and, and Tyler's like, well, y- you were but not by me. Uh, you just grouped me into those, that group of people. And like, uh, I, I wasn't like, uh, I wasn't locked in with those people at the time. Um, and, uh, and Kaser is like, I, I mean, I did like you and we did talk, but I didn't want to feel stupid. And I didn't want to be double crossed. Um, and so, you know, I, I just kind of felt like you were with them. <laughs> this felt a little bit like, um, like a um uh what's it when you go but like an not an autopsy is not the right word but like when you go back to an old relationship you're trying to figure out why that relationship failed yeah (laughs) yeah what went wrong that's what this conversation felt like to me because it wasn't okay how can we pivot to move forward knowing the fact that we you know may have wanted to work together it was more like bruh i like i wanted to work with you but you did all of this stuff (laughs) so that we can't work together and now it's done like what's done is done it was kind it's kind of like um like uh i mean i had such a big crush on you in high school are you kidding me i had a crush on you then why were you with that other person i thought you didn't like me uh yeah i wasn't even with that person i didn't like them you only thought i liked them yeah just like this massive communication of like oh what could have been you should have asked me to prom (laughs) if only uh post-mortem yes that is the word that i am looking for Mm. thank you chad it's the post-mortem of like why this relationship didn't work and it was so frustrating also feeds cut in the middle of it for the freaking safety ceremony whatever uh so we didn't get to see the full conversation but it was yeah it, it was very much from the perspective of this is in the past so sorry like sorry sorry about it mm-hmm. um yes uh tyler says it, it's it's really it case it was not as in-depth as you thought like i i focus on people first uh or at least this season I, I wanted to focus on people first alliances later um i was still thinking through that stuff when my name got associated with people in alliances and i could have been on the block because of that man um and so he says look case i don't want you to go home I respect you a lot and I hope that you're able to that we're able to continue the friendship that we started to build on on the outside at the very least. Um, and Kaser says, you know, I I actually believe you like uh, I, I respect I respect what you, whatever you want to do this week. I believe what you're saying. Um, and he says, look, it's a long game. And maybe if I stay, we can work something out. Well, and so these are the things that I'm looking for, right? Knowing that this week, sorry, is a relatively foregone conclusion of what is going to happen. What is going to what is going to be set in place this week that will have long term ramifications? So there are some other conversations and some other tension that I think is definitely going to pay off later on. But this of, okay, Tyler trying to build a bridge with Kaser to then once Janelle is gone, pull him in, I think is something to watch out for. Yes. Um, now, I, I do want to quickly address, I made a Twitter thread about this, uh, that people are very confused about, like, is Tyler telling the truth here or is he like gaslighting Kaser? Um, that uh, it is it is actually believable. Now, uh, I, I, I'm not inside of Tyler's mind. I, I, my guess is that he's at least 90 percent genuine with everything that he's saying here, um, <clears throat> because it, it is easy to forget that. While Cody did go to Tyler night one to be like, hey, we're going to run this stuff. And they did have a couple of conversations. They didn't actually open up to each other about game until night seven. Um, And I was complaining about it. I was saying Tyler (laughs) is sleeping at the wheel because Cody's making all these alliances without Tyler and he's not actually included in this group. Um, And I was also complaining that Kaser wasn't getting in with Tyler because it was clear that Tyler wanted to work with him. Um, So uh, Cody actually did never tell Tyler that Kaser and Janelle were the original targets before the safety comp. In fact, after the safety comp, Tyler went up to talk to Cody and Cody 
pretended like he was never going to target Kaser. He was like, I had a good conversation with Kaser. I don't know why he competed. Um, and Kaser's like, oh man. And then Kaser, uh, Tyler, who had talked with Kaser um, and been like, hey, I'll, I'll smooth it over with Cody. Um, like we can, we can work, we like, uh, like we can come up with a story about why you competed that it's not like you, you were not trusting Cody because, uh, you know, we don't want there to be any animosity there. I can vouch for you. Um, and he did that. He went up to Cody and he was like, Hey, I like Kaser wants to work with you. Kaser wants to work with us. Um, and, uh, and, and then Cody, you know, pretended that he wasn't actually after Kaser. Um, and then, uh, you know, before any of that happened, before any of the safety competition happened, Kaser had already linked Tyler and Cody together. And we talked about this too. This is a good read by Kaser. We're not, I'm not saying it was a mistake by Kaser to think that they were linked up because they were talking and they clearly were going to be working together eventually. But it was premature in the sense that it was not locked in place at all. Uh, in fact, t- like Tyler wanted to work. It, and I, I'm willing to bet that Tyler would have chosen Kaser over Cody. I think Cody was more out of necessity. Um, and, and he says as much that he was tighter with Kaser than he was with Cody at the time. Um, in a, in a way, in a small way, it's kind of like what happened with Nicole and Kaser, where, uh, she saw Kaser and, uh, Janelle run upstairs to Memphis after the nominations, laughing with them. Uh, Kaser saw Tyler run upstairs after the safety comp and he was like, ha, this is confirmation that Cody and Tyler are working together against me when really it was just Cody and not Tyler. Um, so Look, again, I don't know how much of this is like a thousand percent true, but those those things did actually happen. And Tyler's story is, at the very least, very plausible. Exactly. I mean, that's the thing. Based on what we saw, this definitely seems to be the case. We can put together the pieces. There are morning updates that chronicle this mm-hmm. journey. Uh, and so that's why it felt like a postmortem because it was, there were things that actually happened. It was a missed connection on Craigslist. You know what I mean? Like this wasn't a situation where I felt like Tyler was 100% gaslighting Kaser. Yeah. Okay. Maybe a few things here and there about it. But to be honest, it felt very genuine and very a very real conversation mm-hmm. and and again it matches what tyler has even said to the cameras which is like i really wanted to yeah. work with them uh why do they keep saying my name yeah, um, exactly so uh so that happens feeds go down for the safety competition and this safety competition is so pointless uh like it didn't matter memphis was throwing it uh whoever was safe didn't matter um and like the thing while i like the safety competition as a whole the thing that i do not like about it is that we keep missing like a good chunk of hoh uh, conversations um so especially in the previous weeks but even this week like we missed the entire tyler janelle conversation because feeds had to be down for the hour of Will they compete even though this is the last one? Um, And so we did not see the Tyler Janelle conversation at all. Well, and like we were talking about feeds cut in the middle of the case or Tyler conversation. So not only did we miss the second half of that, but then, yes, we also missed the Janelle conversation, which it, we've talked about this last week. It doesn't make sense why feeds would need to go down for that one hour because it's not like they're doing anything different. They're just sitting around deciding whether or not they're going to swipe their pass. We can't so. see the screen with the countdown, <laughs> Liana. That's too behind the scenes. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Of course. What was I thinking? Yeah. Um, so Tyler is going to talk with Enzo after the safety competition because Enzo wins the safety competition. That's the second win for Enzo, who is now the winningest uh, cast member on the season. Well, I think Memphis. Wait, OK, so. Oh, because he has he has a veto and a safety suite. Veto and safety. Enzo, yeah, Memphis and then has Memphis has HOH, and, H-O-H veto. and veto. So um, I don't know if one is worth more than the other. That's fair. But, that's fair. Uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, yeah. Apparently the old men of the house. <laughs> Again, use old men in air quotes. <laughs> so good on Enzo. In a way, I like this for Enzo because it's proving that he can win competitions, which is going to be very important for his, you know, end game prospects. But in another way, uh, I I 
don't like that he is shaking this this notion of like oh he's like not a good competitor because now he's going to be more threatening now i think overall i think it's positive because i think uh, if i'm enzo i would rather be more of a jury threat um and and a threat overall and be able to win a jury than uh like an easy final four but it's going to be tough to win a jury um but uh but it's it's kind of close uh, i i think he should like he should kind of chill on competitions for a couple of weeks, I think. I think it's not as bad as winning HOH and Vito in the same week, right? Because mm-hmm. we talk about like that is a huge, can put a huge target on your back. But I think that's from a jury perspective, it's kind of unnecessary at this point um, because like, okay, so I won two competitions early. You have a better memory of things that happened more recently. So I think it makes sense if that's the point he's trying to prove to win the competition, competitions later. But I will say when you have an alliance that values the ability to win competitions, then showing your ability to win competitions in situations that really eh, don't really matter all that much, like you just said the safety suite competition doesn't matter, then he can prove his value in that way to the Alliance. And so they would be more willing to keep him around. So that could be another benefit to it. It'll also take a, a lot, I think, to like surmount the pers- uh, the perspective that people have on Cody and Tyler as like big comp threats. And even right. Danny, who hasn't won anything yet, she's one of she holds the you know ties the record for like most veto wins in a season like uh like she like there are a lot of other competition you know big shots in this group Mm -hmm. so um i think i think they'll probably he'll probably be fine um but enzo is upset because day was upset that he gave his safety the plus one to christmas and not day um and he's like what (laughs) why is she upset I'm trying to hide the alliance. I'm trying to pull in Christmas as an ally. Uh, because remember, Enzo is not actually in any alliances with Christmas. It might be easy to forget that. But they actually, they they are like Kaser and Tyler, uh, missing their connection um, and are not in any official alliances together. And so he felt like, oh, Christmas, she's somebody that I can pull in. Yeah, it's so funny because you like forget all of the various permutations of everyone. And it's like, oh, yeah, they're not officially an alliance. So Enzo is out here being like, oh, Christmas would be so great to have for us to pull in talking like to Tyler or to Cody about, oh, yeah, Christmas. That would be so great. Um, So that, yeah, that was his decision. But the whole thing with Bay was really interesting because I don't know if we missed something, but Bay apparently had a conversation with Enzo about Enzo using the safety on her or something. Um, It was a little confusing exactly what had transpired, but there was some sort of drama where them being frustrated with Day for what, like, what she's been doing in the house. Yes. Um, and Day is going to talk about it a little bit later with um, with Kevin. Like, I don't know why he used it on Christmas. Like mm-hmm. um, you could get sort of you, you sort of saw the ripples of it, but we never saw what they were actually really talking about uh, intensely. It's apparently was this, you know, laser competition. Enzo's like reenacting it multiple. Like, oh, yeah, it was so good. Yo, uh, we were like sliding under the thing. I was having so much fun. Um, and Danny apparently came very close to winning it. Um, so she was like, I'm sorry, guys. I'm tra- it's going to happen soon. I'm going to start winning them soon. I swear. Is it is it better to come in with the reputation of not being able to win comps and then win a bunch of comps versus the reputation of winning comps and then not being able oh, to way win better. comps? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You you never want to be the 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 Colby of on Survivor <laughs> coming back uh washed up, can't yeah. win anymore. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's it's uh, Enzo too. The uh, the other day was talking to Cody. Um, it was before the HOH comp. They were talking about how it was probably going to be a crapshoot. Um, and Enzo was like, "Oh, I'm really good at those." Uh, and, yeah. and Cody was like, "What do you mean? You won like one competition on your season?" He's like, "No, no, no. But I came in second, like a bunch, a bunch of times in those crapshoot things. <laughs> like they're crapshoots by definition." <laughs> it's random uh, okay and so it's fine uh i'm second no. like every time yo. yo um so uh enzo tells tyler like my, my hey my people tyler you <laughs> that's that's you 
That was my mistake, not his. Cody, David are my people, the the bros. Um, and uh, and you know we'll pull in Christmas. That's gonna be a great. That's gonna be a great pull. And Tyler's like, yeah, Christmas would be a great person to pull in because she's my mole. Um, yeah. Uh, they said uh, and it was like they must have a guilty conscience she's worried about not being safe this week she's worried mm-hmm. she's why is she worried about not being safe you're hoh guilty conscience mm-hmm. yeah so must represent something and they're nervous about her relationship with danny and so there's sort of oh no that's with the conversation with david later but like there you know there's some distrust there um and so day is not doing herself any favors of course based on the events from last week but then it seems to maybe be continuing into this week with tyler as hoh Mm -hmm. um they also laugh about how uh day was thinking that there was a guys alliance before there even was one um they're like seriously like people keep manifesting these alliances into existence (laughs) like they think there's one before it happens and then then we make one (laughs) because it's out there i love that they legitimately recognize the fact that she willed it into existence by saying that there was a guys alliance so (laughs) are you guys watching us listening to feeds like we're joking about that too yeah um enzo uh also saw day cheering for janelle during the hoh competition very sketchy um playing both sides playing both sides of the house can't be trusted uh tyler lets him know about his conversations with caser and janelle he says uh caser owned it caser was like yes i talked about you uh i'm sorry um but janelle just flat out denied it like oh no i didn't talk about you it was all about nicole franzel it was never about tyler um and so uh, he was like uh so yeah i mean caser owned it janelle nope Mm mm-hmm Yep. I mean, when we're talking about, all right, who is going to go this week? Like Janelle obviously is the top target. And I think conversations like this, you can see where people are, where their preferences lie. Um, and so I think that the majority of the house does seem to be against Janelle. And and this for me, because I didn't know where, where Tyler was necessarily going to fall. I think these help to solidify that. Yes, he would. He does want Janelle out. Mm-hmm. Now we are going to take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be right back. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And we're back. So let's get back to the show. Uh, Kaser and Janelle are going to talk about being nominated together for the, like, fourth time. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I tweeted the gift of like uh, James Franco in the news, the, the Coen Brothers movie, like to another, to any, any yeah. big brother duo complaining about being put on the block together. Like, oh, first time. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> um, uh. they, uh, they wish they said, you know, we regret not working with Tyler. We wish that we could have done that. Um, if only he hadn't been with Cody from day one. Um, and they hope that whichever one of them stays, uh, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll be okay for a little while because they won't be as threatening as a duo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Janelle says like, look, after you left, I was able to work with these other people. And so I think she's sort of starting to say like, Hey, look, you, because she thinks, you know, she's going to be the one to go. Okay, sir, if we want you to do well in this game, these are the things that you're going to have to do. And so, okay, sir, you know, he's an introvert and he talked a little bit about this, but he's it's it's hard when you are an introvert to be on all the time and to mm-hmm. talk to people. And so he was sort of pulling back a little bit, but Chanel's like, you, you know, you can't do that. You got to start like continue to have those those conversations, continue to build those relationships. And so he was able, thankfully, to recharge and sort of get back into the swing of things with talking with people. And so hopefully that will help his chances if Janelle is the one to go this week. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
Uh, Tyler talks to David um, and David is like, uh, we've got to get Memphis out, man. It's Memphis. He's coming for me. Uh, and Tyler's just like, like I, I, I get it. Uh, like, uh, Mem- I, like uh, Memphis is on the radar. Memphis is definitely in trouble next week. I have to go after Janelle and Kaser. Uh, it's what everybody wants. Uh, they're saying my name. They're coming after me. Um, so, but, but like, uh, like, don't worry. Like, we're coming for Memphis. Mem- next week, I'm sure he's going to be on the block. You win it, you take him out, man. Um, and, and look, here's the thing, too. Even if Memphis wins and puts you up again, you've got the numbers to stay. Uh, and the fact that you have like an enemy in the house is, is actually kind of a good thing because people want to keep you around because it's like, oh, Hey, it's like him and Memphis are at each other's throats, which means they're not a threat to us. Uh, so, you know, like there's, there's, there's benefits to this as well. It's so nice hearing Tyler talk so openly about elements of strategy, because these are the moments where I'm reminded like, oh yeah. He knows a lot. He knows what he's doing. And there's a reason like why he was my winner pick his first season. There's a reason like why he ended up being my winner pick this season as well, because he he understands these types of dynamics. And he even continues on talking about the fact that, look, we got to be careful of the people that are not perceived as pairs versus the people that are perceived as pairs, because he's like, that's what I did on my season. That's what I did Mm -hmm. with Caitlin. I latched onto her for 37 days. So when people put us up on the block, like Caitlin would be the one gone, not me. Um, And so those like little things are just so fascinating to hear him talk about. Yes. um, Yes. Talking about like, like Nicole and Ian, like uh, they, they seem like a pair, but is that, um, (laughs) is uh, is there a closer pair? Um, So, uh, I mean, and g- good to know because Nicole uh, is not really in any major alliances with Tyler, uh, mm-hmm. except for, uh, of course, uh, the Memphis one. But uh, um, but like uh, I'm I'm sure he's aware of how close she is with Cody. I think that's what he's hinting at there. Uh, mm-hmm. Or maybe Danny is the one he's talking about. Um, but uh, so. David, but then David goes to Kevin um, and I can't, I don't know. I can't get a read on David. I don't know if this is him playing Kevin or if this is what he really thinks, but he talks to Kevin about like, uh, like wanting to go after Memphis and Kevin's like, well, Memphis might go up on the block as a replacement. Uh, and Kevin's like, nah, I don't think so. I think him, I think him and Tyler are close. I don't think Tyler's going to do that. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I had the exact same thought. I was like, wait, like, did I miss something? Did, Tyler tell you to say that or is that like your idea David um unclear unclear yeah um so feeds go down for nominations and Kaser and Janelle are in fact nominated together for I think the fourth time um (laughs) sad sad business um Tyler is going to talk uh briefly with Day. Um a lot of like uh blowing smoke about the alliance, the slick six. Uh he brings up level 6 and he's like when I'm in, I'm in. I'm rocking with with the group. That's how I did it last time and it worked. You just have to stay loyal. That's the only thing. You just have to stay loyal, Davon. You just have to stay loyal. That's what I did. We stay loyal. Uh and Day is like I I I'm trying it your way this time. What? And this is so funny because this is like the the payoff from the conversation earlier about Tyler being like, you know, or Enzo being like, oh, she gets so paranoid. She gets so paranoid. And then her allies don't trust her. And so then you have Tyler being like, don't be paranoid. Like, (laughs) we need you to keep it together. Yeah. Um, Tyler talks to Cody and he mentions that, look, we really got to keep an eye on Danny. We get an opportunity to like uh, like she's up on the block and then. uh Oh, the votes flip. Uh, We got to take that shot because she is dangerous. Like, oh, no, the votes flipped. (laughs) This is Tyler's specialty. He he did it to Winston. He did it to Rachel. Yep. And it is so that's that's what I'm talking about. Like, yes. Okay. Feeds are a little bit predictable with the, the big picture of what's going on, but these little things are so exciting to me because, uh, you can start to see, Oh, I thought it was going to be really like Cody versus Danny, but I think it's going to be Tyler versus Danny, especially Mm -hmm. with a conversation that Danny and Nicole have later. So it's like, aha, this is truly the war that we shall see soon. 
Yes. Uh, and speaking of things that Tyler says that like make you aware of how good he is at the game, Tyler mentions to Cody, he says, look, the, the key is thinking about each person in the game and just thinking about like what benefits them most and then just be that thing that mm-hmm. benefits them the most. Easy. Who would who would have thought? <laughs> oh, that's uh, that's some Vanessa logic right there. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's I about mean, incentives. A- appeal to each person like what motivates them what's the carrot in this situation and tyler knows that Mm. um janelle uh caser and davon uh so that cody tyler conversation that i tweeted this out to this is a funny juxtaposition of um cody just being like man Derek was so good at just like getting people to talk um it, you know but like I'm, I'm just trying to have like personal conversations so like like uh, tyler what like you still close to your boys back home um and uh he's like yeah yeah i'm close with them and then uh downstairs you've got uh caser and davon um initially talking day is still uh, still under the assumption because Again, we we all like we remember it as obviously Kaser and Janelle were the targets and then they won safety. But the reality is that only a few people know that they were initially the targets. Uh, Davon is still under the assumption that they screwed themselves by playing in that competition because they were never the targets. Uh, And she says as much to them and they're like, no, we were targets. And she's like, "Okay." Well, and Tyler says the same thing. You guys were never on any, you know, radar until you played in the safety suite competition. So that narrative is being perpetuated throughout. And so that's what I think mo- the majority of people believe, even though Kaser's like, I do not believe for one second that we were not targets that first <laughs> week. Like, don't even try to play me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, so then Kaser starts talking about uh, about religion and, and race and uh, like, um, you know, intolerance in religion and trying to find tolerance in it uh, and, you know, why he comes on the show. Um, and Day starts talking about the the struggles of, of trying to play this game as a black woman, um, the difficulties that she faces and how she doesn't get to just come in here and play the game like everybody else that she has to contend with so much other stuff um and it's it's an awesome conversation as she starts crying like he's emotional um and she's gonna bring this up later janelle is sitting in the middle just kind of (laughs) like like the dog watching the the ball and the you know the tennis match or whatever like going back and forth Mm -hmm. uh yeah this was such a really such a fantastic conversation that i was happy that i got to listen to because especially with modern big brother we never see stuff like this. Like I didn't expect this conver- this in-depth conversation about religion and, and, and especially tolerance. Like Kaser said something along the lines of it's the same destination, just different vehicles. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, give him an Oscar emotional. I love it. And so like, I, I'm, I was like, we need, we just need Kaser on every season. Like, uh, <laughs> we just, he just brings up the, he raises the bar for, the kinds of conversations here uh at one point the both feeds were on this conversation and then one of the feeds cut back to the tyler and cody conversation and they were talking about like uh oh yeah the ford siesta that was a bad car uh and back to the other (laughs) the other cameras like mm, i'm good i'll go to kelly blue book if i really need to know about car value (laughs) But and I think it's also like uh, I feel like it's something that we should continue to reiterate anytime we get the opportunity. Like what Day is saying too. Like uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it, it, there are uh, and, and I know it's something that we talk about a lot. But like there are extra challenges to coming in as as a black woman, as a black man, uh, as as a person of color at all. Um, that uh, that they that there's a certain role that they're that they're being looked at to fill, um, and that they're contending with dealing with a bunch of other people that can't relate to them on this level and um and so many other extra challenges that we need to make sure that we uh accommodate for when we uh when we look at uh you know their gameplay and everything yes exactly this 100 percent. because i think sometimes there's a, a want to separate the two that mm-hmm. oh that you know this isn't game this is 100 percent game and everything the day is saying here is like look, these are the societal ramifications that I have to deal with by looking the way that I do and coming into a house, especially one with particular 
racial makeups, you know, and, and being able to talk about those things, I think is so important because it helps to remind us as well. Oh yes. Okay. When she's making strategic decisions, these are all of the things that are coming into play. Or when other people are making strategic decisions, this is something that is very real, very true. And it plays a role in these types of games. Mm -hmm. So, uh, awesome conversation. Um, then they uh, they have a big game of charades. Yeah, it's, uh, that's um, it's uh, they wanted to do it. They suggested, why don't we do charades for past Big Brother players? And that was that sounds amazing. They're like, oh no, no, we had a big talk about that. We're not allowed to. Like, I was so mad. I was so mad. I was like, I would love to have seen this. I literally, I was Daniel Murphy. <laughs> I know. For those that aren't aware, we're pretty sure that Danielle Murphy was upset about being talked about on the feeds in a disparaging mm -hmm. way. So she called production. She said, don't you let them talk about me. Um, and they were like, fine. And now they apparently can barely talk about any past house guests at all. And it's very upsetting. Yeah, uh, I know. We got a little bit of Willie Hance conversation earlier today that I did. I did enjoy, but uh, that that was about it. Uh, mm -hmm. And charades of the different former house guests just would have been a thing of beauty. Can you imagine Enzo doing impressions of former house guests? Right? You know? That would have been the best. Uh, instead, they do it on movies. Um, it's it's actually it's pretty fun. Um, they get really into it. Uh, Co Cody and Christmas especially get really, really into it. Um, it's, uh, it's, you, can, you can just, uh, you can tell that uh, they're ve very competitive. Exactly. That's what's like, even in situations where, oh, there's not much that can be gleaned out of them playing charades. Oh, for sure. Like you see how competitive people get. That is them who they are as a person, which will apply to both charades and Big Brother. Ian, too, you know, uh, I saw a little bit of Big Brother 14 Ian come out when, during charades because he was doing so well uh, that like uh, that sort of like the cocky Ian that would like smoke cigarettes and like uh, like yell at Frank. Uh, like there was a little bit of him there that was like, uh, ah, I'm king of charades. Bow to me, peasants. Uh, like the Ian that says I saw this cast and I was like I'm smarter than all of them except maybe Kaser like that Ian definitely came out a little bit yeah this better not have any ramifications <laughs> down the road because it was a thing of beauty uh, um, so then we get into the, the main drama of the night which is that uh, they've they've been joking around about Day and David. Um, it, earlier in the day, they were hanging out in the have-not room. People are actually hanging out there now, I guess, because Cody's a have-not. Um, and um, and Cody was like, uh, like you know, I didn't see it before, but uh, but like I totally see it nowadays. Like David. He's he's in love with you. Like he's he's definitely he definitely likes you. Um, like he follows you around like a puppy dog sometimes. Um, and and he's and, and he says that the Bailey is the one that let, let let him know that, you know, David has a crush on Davon. Um, and Davon was like, why would Bailey tell Cody that it was supposed to stay? With, with just the girls. Um, and so she was not happy about that. Um, but later, Nicole and Devon are kind of like joking around about David having crush on, on Devon. Um, and Nicole's like, you should go for it. Um, like, uh, like don't run away from it, Day. Um, it's true love. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and, and it is, it is like, uh, lighthearted um bailey joins the conversation though bailey has not been enjoying her time on slop uh she's gonna talk about it a little bit later with day uh that she she's hungry she feels very dumb because she's hungry it's messing with her brain uh she's got some some pms situations uh going on um and tyler is hoh and that is really triggering her <laughs> um and she so her her like her fuse is very short um in terms of like the sort of like the friendly face she puts on for people uh you know tyler talks about this that like she's really smiley and like uh like bubbly with you that's that's like the game face uh if she's like you know straight with you that's the real bay uh, that's how you know you've gotten through to to the real bailey 
Yeah, I I very much empathize with Bailey because I can understand that uh, and that feeling of like, look, when you get pushed to the edge and slop definitely doesn't help, um, you're a little bit more direct uh, with the way that you speak. So I I can understand uh, that. But the the, um, the downside of that is that it is not helpful necessarily for your social game mm. within Big Brother, uh, especially when the person you're talking to is Nicole. Yes. So Bailey joins this teasing situation. She doesn't like it. Uh, she doesn't like that. She feels like this is being pushed on to Devon um, and it's going to be bad for her game. And so she's kind of just trying to shut it down. She says, Nicole, don't do this. Uh, it's bad for Dave's game. Stop, 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 stop it. Uh, and Nicole's just kind of still trying to like, uh, like, oh, you know, Bailey, you, you met your man here. Uh, and Bay's like, well, that's what screwed up my game. Uh, and Devon is like, <laughs> she's like, well, I won and I got my man too. Uh, Day says that. And then Bailey says, well, it took her a few tries and a few boys. So it's too risky. Stop. Um, yes, a few tries and a few guys, which well, that's is, what it becomes later. <laughs> right. Which I love because it rhymes. First of all, that's hilarious. And that also should be my life motto as well. A few tries and a few guys. I totally got it. Like I, so Nicole gets upset about this whole situation and she cries a little bit later well, about yes. it. Devon, Devon, uh, it, it, I think the context of this as well is important. Like, uh, Devon is talking with Nicole and Danny afterward. Um, and Day says, like, oh yeah, Bay was really pissed off. Uh, Day says, Bay was really pissed off because she thought you were trying to ruin my game. And it's like, it's, it's really important that the three of us are here and that she's like just very, like, testy about things, uh, ruining my game. So she was just trying to protect me. Um, and, she felt like you were trying to ruin my game. And Nicole was like, oh, like, uh, like, that's not what I was trying to do. I was just joking. And she's and Day was like, yeah, but she didn't know that. Um, and uh, and so then Nicole says, yeah, the, the, that comment about like a couple tries and a couple guys. Nicole, <laughs> Nicole changed it to the catchier phrase. Yeah. Um, like that just hurt my feelings um, a little bit. Like I wasn't tr- I didn't mean anything by it. I wasn't trying to hurt, hurt your game. And she starts crying. Yeah, it's just like I'm I I can respect Nicole for the gameplay, but these little things just like get under my skin so much because like whatever, get over it. I don't know. That's what I just that's what I want to say about the whole situation, because I don't know, I guess because I empathize with Bailey. So like I can understand Bailey's perspective and understand that frustration of like, do not mess with her game. Like we are trying to do this uh, and then making a snide comment about it. Like, whatever. I here's the thing. I like uh i i don't think i don't blame bailey for this situation uh nor do i really think nicole does as they will later explain to bailey um but i like i, I can empathize with nicole in this spot and, and day davon explains this to bailey later that like for years People are incessantly slut shaming Nicole for her behavior in the house, uh, just constant all the time. Literally, as we speak, Evil Dick and others are posting videos of her and Corey in bed together, sending them to Victor, uh, like like literal like uh, like videos of things uh, like I can understand why this might be a sensitive topic for her. Well, I, I obviously like don't condone any slut shaming, but as a slut myself, <laughs> own it, girlfriend, like get out there and be like, hell yeah, it did. Like I ran through those boys. Yeah. Like that's the type of behavior that I would want to see because it's like, be confident, Nicole. I just want to give her an ounce of confidence because she, she could own it. And, and I don't want to sound like Brent. Lord knows I don't want to sound like Brent. <laughs> but I think that's just what I was sort of like frustrated by, um, which I mean, obviously it's a conflict. There's right and wrong on both sides. Um, and it was ultimately a miscommunication about things that should be fun and should be silly. Uh, yet, you know, obviously there's a lot of background trauma that can go into certain situations. So it's a little bit more nuanced, but, but still. I know. And, and I, I think there's also like in this happens a lot, like there's a disparity between like regular people who are just trying to have fun uh, with somebody else and that somebody has like 
especially when they're on the internet and they're public figures, they have like this whole like hidden basement of people harassing them and like taking your funny joke way too extreme. And so it's, they're going to seem much more sensitive to those things uh, than, than any, any other person would be. Um, So I just think that like, uh, like, yes, Nicole is sensitive. That's a hundred percent true. But, uh, but let, let's like, uh, you know, let's, let's not add to that pile if we don't have to, uh, because we don't want to accidentally be on the side of people doing that in my, in my opinion. It's still hilarious. <laughs> a few yes. guys and a few guys. Like to me, like just because again, that, yes, exactly. That's what life is. Everything is a lot of tries and a lot of guys or a lot of gals. Like unless you're Enzo's parents, which we got to hear the love story of Enzo's family today. Uh, like, yes, that it's, it's okay. Like it's okay. And just, yeah, be kind. Or as Julie Chen says, you know, choose kindness. Okay. So if you but can I, choose between being right and being kind, be kind. Is the right thing, not the kind, the, whatever. Anyway, I'll save it for the BNB. Uh, but, but like, it's, it's still like, I want to make sure that it's okay to laugh about fun things. Like it's unfortunate that a lot of drama came from this and that feelings are hurt. And I understand that Nicole has a lot of underlying issues. And I'm sure Bay does as well. We all do. But like, I, I still, I still want to have fun when I'm watching the show. Like just to know that it's not mean spirited. It's not mean hearted in any way. It's just supposed to be fun. Yes. Yes. And, and, you know, absolutely. We, we should, we should have fun. Um, uh, just, uh, you know, I, cause I like, and, and, and I just to be clear, I'm not talking about you, Liana, either. I'm talking about, uh, people online who, take Nicole's reaction to be like to to add to that pile if uh, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean oh yeah um, no absolutely I mean that's the thing is that it's a it's complicated to walk that line mm-hmm. um and so easily on the internet especially uh that line gets crossed over either either side and so just emphasizing how to handle these situations like you said I think is really important yes um all right so uh day uh then is gonna talk with or sorry Bailey's first gonna talk with Casey or just briefly they are talking about the vote last week um bailey's explaining like why they didn't go with caser and janelle she says that night after you guys left that room that you pitched to the group nicole she just said oh they're liars and don't trust them uh but still vote for me so she was like it was just never gonna work like that alliance was never gonna work i'm sorry caser Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, a little bit of postmortem here as well of like what, you know, what could have been. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a little bit of a foregone conclusion is how it feels. Mm-hmm. Um, so day day talks to Bay. Um, she she lets her know, like you made Nicole cry with a couple of tries, couple guys comment uh, without missing a beat. Bay's just like, is it not true? Um, and Day says, uh, it's something that she's battling with in the outside world. Uh, mm-hmm. because I, I, I don't care about that. How do I deal with it? Um, and, uh, look, I, I've been, I've been cranky as hell as I have not. Um, and, uh, I just do not have the patience for this. Um, and Day says, for game purposes, you should just sit down. You don't have to apologize. It's not your fault. She doesn't blame you. It's because it's not you. It's, the the outside yeah. world it's that it's you didn't upset her she's not mad at you in fact she wants to apologize to you because she feels like like she like she's upset that you thought that she was trying to ruin my game um that's what she's mostly upset about so she wants to apologize to you about that uh and i think you just need to sit down with her uh, and have that conversation um so uh bay's like you know I, okay i understand if i thought about it i wouldn't have said it um and uh and day day is upset that uh she's like i'm the only thing i'm upset about is that this david thing it got out to cody and like it was supposed to just be like a girl's thing like the few of us knew but if it starts to spread then it could start impacting my game like uh, like i like cody cody said he heard it from you bailey uh mm-hmm. and bay's just like i'm just gonna self-evict i'm just done like again i so empathize with bailey in this moment she's just like i can't do anything right like gosh darn it i'm dealing with all of these other things so freaking annoying um but she not just told cody like enzo knows as well because enzo was in that room when some of these conversations were happening about like oh you know davon needs somebody who will stand up to her so david is too nice like enzo's laying on the cot right there (laughs) so Mm -hmm. it's not just cody uh before 
poor Bailey. I feel for her. Yeah. Um. So, uh, she she says, uh, "Man, I just need to. I just need to not come out of my room this week. I I'm just, I feel hungry. I feel dumb because of that. Uh, I'm just not used to the level of sensitive." that Nicole is that's a level of sensitive I've never seen in my life before um and uh, the t- Tyler's HOH is triggering for me people keep touching me I hate it uh like uh, you know that thing that people do they just like put your hand their hand on your shoulder briefly like it's driving me nuts um and everyone is happy about Janelle leaving but I'm not uh they're keeping their side alliances and you know who else Kevin is really bothering me. He does, you know, he he dishes, but he can't take it. Uh, and so, like, he'll make a mean comment to me. And I'm like, Kevin, not in the mood. And he'll be like, OK, I'm positive. But then if I make a mean comment to him, it's like, oh, it's like the end of the world. Uh, like super. And I'm just like, I, I, I feel so much of this. I know. Same. Same. 100% same. Uh, I think even when the, the charades game was going on, she's like, these people are so rowdy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. This. 100% this. I mean, especially like uh, like the, the, the touching, like when you do not feel like being touched and people mm-hmm. just touch you, it's just like, get your filthy hands off of me. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Like, do not do this. Oh, Bay has had it. Oh man, she's really she's she's struggling with the slump. And and like again, like I always think back to Tyler's read on Bay, which is that uh, like when she's super smiley and bubbly, like that is that is her being fake uh, and like like playing the social game, not being fake necessarily. Um, But when she's like when she's being real with you, like the smile drops uh, and, you know, she's being real with you. Um, And uh, I I just like, uh, I I feel like she doesn't have the energy to put on the smile uh, for this week with, with being a have not. And she talked about it with Kaser too, that like she's an introvert and like these other people are just go and go and go. She needs time to recharge, uh, but there's no time to recharge because you're stuck inside and there's people everywhere. Um, And so she's, she's running out of batteries and, uh, and she doesn't have the energy to like keep up that fantastic social game that she has. I mean, in the same way that Kaser was like, I ha- I got to step back. I need to recharge. Bay needs to be able to do that too. And unfortunately, that just hasn't happened. Combine it with the slop. Combine it with everything else that's going on for her. And uh, I think it's a struggle. I mean, that's why, you know, something that I, I feel like we do talk about, but maybe not that often, is just the those types of effects and how that can weigh on your psyche. Because of course, like in an ideal world, top performance, you know how to behave, you know how to play the social game, you know, the connections that you have to make, but it gets exhausting. Like, why do you think Tyler dropped some of those relationships towards the end of his Mm -hmm. game? Because it's exhausting. Uh, Unfortunately for Bay, we are what? How many days into this? Um, 17. Yeah, exactly. So uh, those 85 days are going to be long if she's going to make it to the end. Yeah. Um, So she goes and talks to Tyler um, and uh, and like with Tyler's read, like knowing how she's feeling and how she was just talking to Devon, um, like I like I now feel like I'm reading her from Tyler's perspective. And you see that she is putting on that like smile sometimes and then sometimes she's being real with him. So like there is this sort of like back and forth, like teetering on the edge of like uh, like they trust each other. But she's still paranoid that she's going to back like he's going to backdoor her this week. But they trust each other. But she's worried that he's laughing behind her back. Like um, like it's it's very uh, they're, they're balancing on the edge of a, of a cliff. Yeah, it's tough. And Tyler says, look, I will show you through my actions. He also showed through his actions the first season that he was willing to, you know, go back on deals. So it's a little it's a little tough and I think adds to the overall anxiety of the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, she says she's concerned about Nicole because of this whole situation, but also because uh, Nicole has mentioned that she's concerned uh, that Janelle is coming after her and Bailey is close to Janelle. Um, and Tyler's like, oh, yeah, I heard about that amazing race thing. Um, and Bailey's like, uh, yeah, she's holding on a grudge for someone else. Tyler, Janelle's crazier than me. <laughs> I love I love this. I love to think of it that Bay is like trying to keep Janelle like, look, look at this. Look at this like crazier than me type situation. Like you think I'm a lot like look at this. Yeah, Uh, I don't know if that was the goal, but I like to think it was. (laughs) 
Um, Tyler says he wants to specifically look out for Bailey and Devon moving forward. Um, that uh, like those those two in particular are people that he's trying to watch out for. Um, and in this group of six that they have, um, she mentions that she's not going to use the veto on Janelle if she wins it, even if Janelle chooses her to play, and that will be awkward. Um, Tyler's like, well, she's gonna if you don't use it, she's going home anyway. So, um, and throw yeah. the veto. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then they also then they talk about uh, like um, you know Twitter and, and their fans uh, and Tyler talks about how like uh, like my my real fans they don't hate on on people like they don't hate on like because she was talking about like uh, um, Tangela fans like uh, get, getting all up in her business and he's like those are not those are not my fans uh, I told them that they are not my fa- to unfollow me uh, I deleted my Twitter uh, I just like because here's the thing. People make those accounts, those Tangela accounts, and then they hate on us. They they are not our fans. They are just haters. Disavow, Tyler. Disavow them all. And and he's like, I, it took me a while to realize, too, because like, you know, uh, Swaley fans would, would get all up in my business. And I was like, but those are, those are not your fans. Those are just hate. Like, there's a difference. Like, mm-hmm. if you and he was like, it. If you think like uh, if you are somebody that sends hate to people, you are not a fan of mine. Uh, like just hands down. Play that on repeat, baby. Like it goes with the theme. Like don't send hate. Tyler will disavow you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't you want to be a Tyler fan? I'm looking at you, person listening and or watching <laughs> on the Internet that thinks you're a Tangela fan. <laughs> this one goes out directly to you. <laughs> Um, I, I'll, I will reiterate that myself as well, actually, um, that, uh, I concur with Tyler's statement. Uh, you're not a fan of Tyler. If you send hate, uh, no, you're not a fan of me. If you send hate, um, to anybody else. All right. So, uh, Devon talks to Kevin late into the night. It's an interesting conversation. Uh, Kevin said that he met Kaser in real life. Not a fan. What is, Ke- what is Kevin even doing? We joke about David not knowing what show he's on, but like, Kevin, I had such high hopes for you, buddy. Like, what is even going on here? How can you meet Kaser <laughs> in real life and not be a fan? But like, why would you even say that? Even if he does have that opinion. Kaser's probably going to stay there. Shut up, Kevin. <laughs> oh, it's so frustrating. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Kevin says that he believes that he does believe there's a bigger group and they're looking to line up their ducks to shoot. But he's trying to set his dominoes up so that he gets pulled in. Uh, that he's got a few different like uh, relationships with people that he knows are in power. He's hoping that as they shoot shoot their ducks, uh, that that he is somebody that they will need to pull in eventually. Um, and I know this sounds silly and pathetic, but I I mean it it might work. Uh, like what is this duck hunter? But also he's not wrong, I guess, in theory, right? I mean, that's like that's that would be the hope. Okay, sure. So once that once that that war happens, then you can can get on in there. Um, which I again, like it's not it's not inherently a bad strategy. I just I I don't know if if Kevin's reads are good enough to then position yeah. himself with the right people for when that civil war happens. Yeah. Um, and he uh, he also like he kind of talks about this with Devon. They're talking about the David situation and he's like, you need to either face it uh, or about face it or lean into it um, like you can't you can't straddle the middle. Um, and he's talking about the David thing that where where she kind of like like goes along with it sometimes doesn't completely shut it down. Um, but she also denies it. He's like, you, you can't play the middle there because then people will feel like they can't go to you to ask you about it. And so they'll go to other people to ask them about it. And, uh, and then they'll be talking about you. Um, so you, you, you can't, you can't, you have to, uh, you have to choose a side. You have to, uh, do a 180 and say, absolutely not. Or lean into it and say, and, and, and admit it. Um, and he's talking about David, but, he could also be talking about Day's game in general. 
because this is the problem that day has in the game. Uh, this is exactly the problem she's experiencing. And it's exactly the outcome that's happening is that she expressed some doubt, but still stayed with the Alliance and she's straddling that middle line. And now they are talking to each other. They don't feel that they're able to talk to day about it. And now they're only talking to each other and they're talking about day and they don't trust her. I I love this as the analogy of the game because that is very true. And I mean, even, even now with, you know, Janelle and Kaser being on the block and just, it's like, Davon, just, just pick a side. You like, you know, all of the probing and all of the, uh, testing the waters to try to understand where people lie is not helping just commit and let's go for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, it's it's good advice, but uh, then we need to get back to some terrible reads uh, that um, they do. Well, first they do believe that Janelle was approached about an alliance, um, but they don't believe that she like flat out turned it down unless she turned it down just because Nicole Franzel was in it. Um, That's possible. Uh, Then Day's talking about Kaser's heart to heart earlier that he's talking about all of these uh these things um and kevin's like oh he plays that up for sympathy he's crying for sympathy the sympathy card uh he's trying to you know all, all of that you know race stuff um which i don't know what that is uh exactly but uh he's trying to you know play the sympathy card uh i Kaser. What are you, like what are you even talking about what did Kaser do to him who maybe he met a doppelganger for Kaser? Like it wasn't actually Kaser, and something traumatic happened because uh, he has such strong opinions on things that don't really make sense. It's like he met Kaser, and uh, Kaser just looked at Kevin, looked at his drink, threw the drink in Kevin's face, and walked away. Like that must have been the interaction. I don't know uh, what else. Real Housewives of Biotech. <laughs> like, it just went on all went all out. Yeah, very, very odd. Or or even, but even again, like it just baffles me that let's say you do have these strong opinions for reasons. Why are you saying this stuff anyway? Like in what way does it benefit you to continue to be so negative about Kaser? What? I, I- not not to justify it, but if I'm looking for, I think that Kevin wants Kaser to go and for Janelle to stay. Um, uh-huh. He had a conversation with Janelle. He didn't believe her when she lied to him, but I think that he sees that she's me. Look, this is me projecting now. She's a bigger target, uh, more likely to st- have people still be going after her after Kaser leaves, whereas Kaser has more of a chance to blend back in and kind of take Kevin's spot as a somebody that squeezes in the cracks um and uh i think and he had that conversation with janelle where they might be able to like still be cool with each other if she stays um but but like also he just clearly just never liked kaser so you know that's me putting a game reason on it when there's probably not one right it could just be some underlying personality issue uh, but it, it just sometimes it feels like the game of Big Brother is is being played within the house. And then there's Kevin like over here in his own little sphere, just sort of sometimes interacting with the rest of the house guests to sort of uh, do his own little strategy that's going on. It just feels so disparate from, from the other groups of of alliances and, and, and interactions. Uh, it's very bizarre to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Devon says though she says uh, no I, it was genuine it was she he was not he's not playing this up but it was funny because I was crying about my struggles uh, uh, Kaser was was like crying about his struggles and we were having this great conversation and Janelle was just sitting in the middle like mm-hmm 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 uh, and um, she's like she's uh, she's uh, make America great again it's, uh, yeah, sitting there, right. sitting there, watching us back and forth. Oh, I try to. Yes, that that's so unfortunate. <laughs> so unfortunate. Like her and Sarah Lucina have the exact same problem for me. Is like I would love to one hundred percent stand you and be like yes, uh, but I just can't. I just can't. Mm-hmm. And and to to be clear, I have no idea. Uh, you know where Janelle stands. Uh, I've I've seen some people say that she's 
reformed i guess um but uh like i have no idea uh but dave on at the very least uh is of this opinion and said that on the feeds so uh i thought that was uh i mean that was it's a moment that's uh making the rounds there on the internet so um there you go that was the night anything else yep. you wanted to bring up yeah uh no I don't think so. I think we covered that in a lot of detail, actually, given everything that happened last night. We're going to get the veto today. There could be uh, something that happens as a result of that, but it really does look like either Case or Janelle is going to be going home this week. Uh, All right. So that's what we have for you from the day. Of course, later tonight, I'll be back with the roundtable. We'll talk about the Legacy Watch, um, the survey will be up after this uh, podcast. So you can find it on Twitter at Armstrong Terran. You can uh, judge the legacies of the players as the season goes on. How has the game thus far impacted their legacy? Let me know. And we'll talk about it later tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern uh, for the roundtable. And of course, tomorrow morning, I'll be back uh, to update you on everything that happens today on the Big Brother 22 live feeds. Uh, they'll likely play the veto later tonight. Um, and uh, and then Sunday, episode recap. Great stuff. Liana, what do you got going on? So we are recording the RHAP Big Brother B&B, talking with Haley Strong. Uh, we are going to chronicle Ian's punishment, the adventures of Dirk Space Jammer. I got I watched all of the scenes that he has to act out multiple times. So we're going to talk about that. So clearly some really hard hitting journalism going on. I'm also covering the Survivor Rewatch with RHAP B&B. We're doing our last episode, the Borneo finale. And Canada's Drag Race is chugging along as well. Oh, and you can find me on Twitter at Liana RHAP. There you go. Um, And you can find me on Twitter again at Armstrong Taren or on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Taren Armstrong. Thank you so much for joining us. See you next time. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.